Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her2 Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Well, hello, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And welcome, you guys, to Soap, uh, CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I uh, recap both <clears throat> the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this week is the week of January uh, 25th through 29th. So on The Young and the Restless, what we had about three storylines, I think. Um, yeah, maybe three main ones. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, on The Bold and the Beautiful, the typical. We didn't get a lot of Steffi and Hope this week, but we got introduction to a couple of new, I guess, storylines this week besides the Hope and Zoe, I mean, the Zoe and Zenday thing. So um, normally what we do, we do The Young and the Restless first, and then we go into the second half of the show with The Bold and the Beautiful. And then there is a segment, at the end of the show, which is flip flip the script, where we take a particular storyline or a scene, and if we could rewrite it or flip that script, we would come up with a different idea of how that particular thing should have went. So, mm-hmm. but that's usually at the end. So, what did you get? Did you feel pretty interested about what happened this week on The Young and the Restless, or what do you think? Um. Yeah, I think there were uh, two main ones that interested me the most. Okay. And um, some of the other stuff was just kind of meh. Okay. So which one you want to start with? Um, let's do the. Uh, let's start with Billy, Lily, and Victoria, maybe. Okay. All right. So, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think. I think Lily is being a little bit too nice in this yeah. situation. She is going to she is going to be uh she is going to too nice her way out of a relationship with Billy because she keeps um bending over to not bending over. She basically she keeps allowing Victoria to insert herself um okay in things in my <clears throat> opinion. Mm-hmm. And she she's she's trying to be the the cool girlfriend. No, it's okay. You know, you guys go have dinner with your kids. Um, I've got other things to do anyway, kind of thing. And I don't know. She's going to keep doing that. <clears throat> and it's mm-hmm. going to get to the point where <clears throat> she's going to get annoyed with it instead of telling Billy how she really feels. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cause issues in their relationship if she doesn't stop. So let me ask you this. <laughs> Could it also be looked upon as if 
Lily is trying to give him rope to hang himself. If something's going to happen, it's going to pretty much test how strong their connection truly is. So kind of like a test, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let you do this. Now, if you go out there and screw up, that's on you. And at least I know what I'm dealing with. But because, it, I mean, I don't know. It, I've seen both sides of this because I understand where you're coming from. Like, look, girl, you just letting him have a little bit too much. You're trying to be the cool girlfriend and have everything look like you're just so progressive in thought. Mm-hmm. Or it's a situation where it's like, okay, I'm gonna see what he's gonna do. I don't think I don't think that's what she's doing. I, really? I think, okay. I don't think it's a. I don't think she's trying to test him. I think she truly is just trying to be the the understanding girlfriend. You know, knowing that he's got kids and mm-hmm. she's just trying to to make things easy by allowing him to um, spend whatever time it is that he wants to spend with the kids. Which mm-hmm. that's fine, and and even if it's not a a thing where something happened between him and Victoria, at some point she's got to put her foot down. Like this is, you guys are you doing too much? Like to me, I think Victoria and Billy are sending their kids mixed signals by having family dinners together. Like if you want to establish your relationship with Victoria you're not doing yourself any favors by going to her house and ordering pizza and hanging out with her and the kids. Like you need to make that separation in, in your relationship with her when it comes to the, to the children and tell her, you know, you know, I, I appreciate the offer or, you know, however he wants to put it, but either it's going to be me and the kids eating dinner or, you and the kids can go have dinner, but we can't keep doing the family dinners together because look what they're doing. When when Billy mentioned that him and him and Lily were going to take the kids out to eat, both of the kids were like, "Can mommy come too?" Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they realize that their parents aren't together, not necessarily that he has to tell him that that uh, them that him and Lily are dating, but they need to understand if their parents aren't together anymore and they won't, I feel like they won't keep asking those questions if mommy can come or daddy can come. Mm, Okay. So it's kind of hard for me on that because I've been there. I've done that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I've seen the situation up close front and center where Mm -hmm. the kids are like, you know, Hey, can dad come with us? Mm-hmm. And it you're put in a hard position to say, no, he can't come because then now you looked up as the bad parent. So it's, I, I get what, cause they don't need to send those kids mixed signals. Those kids have to know that they, you know, they, Hey, listen, mom and dad, we're cool. We're co-parenting you guys. There might be an occasional time where we all together, you know, but you know, dad has a separate life and, you know, it's not that way, but I don't, and then you also got to look at the ages of the kids too, you know, because it's it's a tough situation um, because, like I say, I've I've, I've been in that situation, Mm -hmm. so um, I can kind of empathize to a certain extent, but like you said, mixed signals aren't good either 
but it's just a hard position that you're in because if you do say, well, no, daddy can't come this time, you know, or then you're looked upon as the bad parent because there's a relationship those kids have with both of them. And when you have a situation where, you know, hey, well, dad is here. Can they come? Or when mom is here, can she go with us too? Unless that other parent says, you know what? Hey, you guys go have a good time. I can't at this time. That's different. But I guess Billy is not saying no. And he hates to say no because he don't want to like the bad parent. And in that situation, I feel like Victoria should have said no. Yeah, she didn't. But she just stood there. Well, we know what her motivations are. Exactly. That's different for her, though. That's exactly why. Because Mm -hmm. we know that she's trying to, I don't know if she's trying to get back with Billy or she's just trying to come between him and Lily. But that right there, in my opinion, should have shown Billy that she's purposely trying to come in between your relationship because she should have. There's no reason why she couldn't have said no. She stood there and she waited for Billy to give the answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that to me that was an obvious that was an obvious play on her part. Yeah, I mean, because we know what her motivations are. It's just that when Billy's in that situation where he has to be like, uh, 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 that can be a, he a rough place yeah. for a parent to be in when it comes to your kids. And Victoria put him in that situation by not Correct. speaking up first and saying no, you guys go ahead and go out to eat with your dad and his friend, and I'll see you later. Yeah, and then at the same time, you also said the part about Lily. So it's Billy don't want to say anything. Lily don't want to say anything. And Victoria knows that, you know, putting the kids in the middle of this is what's going to bring her desired result. Mm -hmm. The snowstorm didn't help either. Mm-hmm. because now he's stuck <laughs> so and then she's stuck because she was supposed to be headed out of town yeah you know and then that didn't happen so I you know I guess I feel like at what point do you because like you said they're young kids so this is mm-hmm. this is when they're really when it's really important in my opinion to draw clear lines that and make sure that they understand that this isn't what's going on. Me and your mom are not getting back together. Um, This is what our relationship is in so many words. So at what point are you allowing your children to control your lives because you don't want to hurt their feelings? And are you just, you know what I mean? Like, when do you just tell them and be honest with them? about where things stand so you're so, not confusing them so they don't think there's a possibility that their parents are getting back together because daddy has suddenly because he wasn't spending all this time with victoria and the kids before this it just started so, when him and lily started mm-hmm. dating because of victoria so to me it's like suddenly daddy's hanging out at the house again um he's hanging out with mommy again this might mean that he's moving back in because he's been over here so much and they're getting along so well. At what, at what point do you, are you honest with your children and, you know, and making sure that they know that that's not what's happening here instead of just giving in to them because you're afraid of hurting their feelings? Well, because of the fact that, again, age is a factor because when you say to a child at age, hey, you know, we're not together. Why? 
why aren't you not together? And then it go because the level of understanding is it should be one way or the other when it comes to kids. It's not that, well, me and daddy had an argument. Now, those type of conversations you tend to have usually at preteen age where it's like, okay, you know, it didn't work out with us because by that time they've seen other kids that is usually in junior high maybe have had situations similar to theirs. Your, your parents not together. Mine aren't either. Whereas at a five and six year old to try to help them understand at what, why you aren't because they, they're going to ask, but why, mm-hmm. but why, you know, and that's a hard thing to explain to a, a kid at five, six or seven. It's a little bit a little bit easier when you're talking junior high age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be a situation where um it's not per se something that, you know, your kids are running your life. It's a level of understanding and how you can effectively communicate that to them without causing any type of emotional distraught. And it, it's just a lot that comes into that. And you know, Speaking, you know, again, from my experience, you know, me and their dad, you know, we split when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So we had to have those conversations. And of course, you know, like I told you guys in the past, he passed away eight years ago. But even prior to that time, it had to be a point like, you know, once they got of a certain age, then and their level of understanding matured just a little bit more, then we were able to have those extra tough conversations. But at five and six years old, to uh, to help them understand the gravity of that, it's it's not as simple as it looks. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it like that. So, but in this case, back <laughs> taking it back to soap world. Um, Victoria know exactly what she's doing. Yeah. And she's utilizing the immaturity of their emotions against them and trying to get back at Billy. Because she knows she can't have those tough conversations with them at this age. Faith gets it. Faith and seeing her family off and on, back and forth. She knows, yeah, mm-hmm, this is what we do. Because now she's what? 13, 12, 14, something like that. Mm -hmm. But with them, Victoria knows that it's a situation with these kids that because they're not emotionally mature enough to maybe handle that full scale conversation, she knows that Billy is not going to be like, uh, uh, he's going to be, okay, well, I guess so. Yeah. She's playing dirty. She's playing dirty with, yeah, and she's using every piece. She uses Lily. She's using Billy and his fear, and she's using them immaturity, these kids, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to say, well, Mommy, we want you to come too, or Daddy, why can't he be here? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing how they're doing this. And I'm wondering what the end result, because see, me and you, we talked about this before in a previous episode mm-hmm. of this show, where... At what point, uh, or what is Victoria's end game? Is she just not wanting to see him happy, or do she want him back? Yeah. And they really haven't revealed that. She keeps having these weird expressions on his face. I mean, on her face when she watches him playing with the kids and stuff. So what? Are, are you wanting him back in the house or something? I mean, what is it? Right. So. And she makes a, she got, she has a, the same kind of, 
look on her face when she knows that he's on the phone with Lily or yeah, when Lily is in the room and they're talking to each other or something like that. She has this look on her face like she's it's not an annoyed look, but it's a like I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, so you know what? Let's back up a little bit because before that whole thing with them being at the house, there was the scene of Lily playing with the kids at the office and Victoria heard them over the phone Mm -hmm. and her facial expressions was like oh yeah you know and like man these kids are really liking lily and i'm thinking like victoria what are you thinking that she's trying to play mother or something what did you not expect you expect her to be either distant or just be cold to the kids i don't know that was a weird what do you think um i don't i don't know i don't know that i would say that it was weird but I think she maybe she was caught off guard or something okay and I liked I kind of liked how Victoria and Billy are playing it right now with the kids and him just telling the kids that she's a co-worker mm-hmm. instead of letting them know right now that they're dating and letting like letting the kids kind of warm up to Lily in that way first mm-hmm. um, but I think I think Victoria was I think maybe she was just caught off guard and possibly a, a little bit jealous because um Billy said that what's what's their little girl's name? Katie. Katie, yeah. Billy was saying how Katie was was really, you know, getting along with Lily and how much fun she was having with her. Okay. So I think she was probably a little bit jealous about it. Okay, gotcha. Because, um, yeah, she was definitely feeling some kind of way. You can tell by her facial expression. Yeah. She was not uh, feeling, hearing them have a good time in the background while she's going to go off to Hawaii with her mom, which she definitely didn't want to do. Yeah. I, I mean, she was trying to talk her way out of that for the longest. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> Oh, I got work to do. And then, you know, Nikki is like, hey, we can get some Mai Tais. We can get some massages mm-hmm. and in between meetings. And she like, eh, I ain't feeling that. And of course, even Nikki is realizing that, yeah, you trying to stay here costs a billy. Yeah. You know, because she brought that up several times. But, um, what do you think about now? Fast forward back to the end of this week. What did you think about the conversation that they had after the kids went to sleep? Well, when she was asking, then she said something to Billy about how I feel like you keep asking me um, if I'm okay with the relationship because you don't know what you want or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, to, now that conversation to me made me mm-hmm. think that she does possibly want to get back with him. Okay. The way she, I don't know. It was the way she worried it. Like, you don't, you don't know what you want. You don't know. If, you don't know if you still want to be with, if you want to come back to me or if you really want to be with Lily. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that sounds like she possibly wants him back. Um, But I can't remember what he said to her. Um, because they something they start talking about something else, and then he went back to her question and answered it, and I can't remember what he said to her. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty because for right before they heard some glass or whatever break upstairs, 
they were really deep in conversation, kind of like on a reminisce type of thing. Yeah. You know, you remember this and, you know, I, and then he was apologizing for, you know, all the pain that he caused her. And then she turned around and she said something like, yeah, but I was also part of the problem with my family. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all of that. They just start having a nostalgic moment or something. And then, of course, the kids interrupted that by breaking something. And then when they came back to the conversation, it kind of went a different direction. Because I honestly believe if they had stayed on that nostalgia path, that could have brought them a little bit closer than what, you know, Billy expected. What do you think? Um, I don't think so. Cause I you don't think so? Okay. No, I don't think Billy is. I don't think he's into Victoria right now. Okay. I think he's totally into Lily, and I think I think if Victoria had tried to make a move on him, that he mm-hmm. would have stopped her. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I I he just there's there hasn't been any. So like I feel like that conversation between them, that scene between them, was like him genuinely like apologizing, apologizing. Okay. about how bad of. Um, a partner he had been to her over the years Um, okay I don't feel like it was a it was him trying to pull at her heartstrings and trying to get something else out of her yeah I don't think it was on his end it was more her trying to make this a nostalgia moment yeah so I I Mm -hmm. feel like had she tried to make a move on Billy I think because I think Billy is like truly into Lily I, Mm -hmm. I think he would have like backed up like uh this isn't happening like i'm sorry if you felt like this was the direction it was going but that's not that's not what i want okay so i don't i don't know i'm not right right now i don't i'm not worried about billy possibly cheating on lily with victoria well i mean i've been i don't know if you've heard anything but i've heard some rumors I remember you saying that, that when this first started that he su- supposedly breaks Lily's heart. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of like what's going on with Devon and Elena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm curious to find out what is going to be the end result. Is Victoria just going to end up heartbroken because her plan for whatever reason didn't work? Or is she going to pull him into this web that she's creating? So that's the part we just got to probably sit back and wait for and see where this is going to go. So did you have, go ahead. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Oh, okay. So, did you have anything else on um, Victoria, Lily, and Billy? Um, nope. That was it. Okay. All right. So, do you want to move into the Abby, um, Chance, and Mariah yeah. storyline? Yeah, we can do that one. Okay. So, of course, being that um, Abby can't have a child on her own. Her uterus is not viable to carry a child, even though her eggs and everything is viable. Mm-hmm. She now has chosen the option to do surrogacy. And after thinking and mulling over it a bit, they cut, well, Abby decides to ask Mariah. Now, Mariah's initial reaction 
Well, she was freaked out and she hightailed it up out of there. She went to talk to Tessa about it and everything. What do you think about this whole thing? Um, at first I was annoyed with, well, first let me start with Mariah. I thought okay. her reaction was a little bit strange because it was almost like she was, I don't want to say offended. It was like she was upset like the way that she kind of the way that she was she kind of like um spaced out and was like I should go like abruptly Mm -hmm. it was like she was offended or upset that they asked her that question I I guess I I would have understood like a a, maybe a shocked reaction or a oh wow that's a lot to think about you know let me think about this and I'll get back to you guys I appreciate that you guys thought of me first kind of thing but I don't know. Her reaction was a little weird to me. Um, okay. And so then with Abby, at first I was annoyed because after Mariah left, she was pouting and, you know, chances, you know, trying to talk to her like, yeah, this is a big decision for her. She needs some, you know, some time to think. We shouldn't have expected her to give us the answer right away. And they just have this scene where Abby is just like, has gone back into her little pouty face mm-hmm. spoiled brat kind of stage mm-hmm. because she's upset that she didn't get the answer that she wanted right away from Mariah um, yeah but then in a later scene she it's like she comes to her senses and was like I'm gonna stay optimistic optimistic of course she's gotta talk this over with Tessa this is a big decision um I you know I know that she needs time kind of thing but I was you thinking know to myself, they better not have her on here pouting and acting like a spoiled brat because she didn't get a, an immediate answer from Mariah. <laughs> you know what? I honestly agree with you on that because I I truly think her initial reaction was, how dare she can't just say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's why then they, they took some time and then she like, oh, wait a minute, let me come down off my high horse. Yes, yeah, she got family members she have to talk to. She got a girlfriend. Right. You know, this is her body, her life. So I think her initial reaction was exactly how you described it. Yeah. You know, You're because selfish. that's who Abby is. Yeah, it was a selfish reaction, I felt like. Yeah, Abby always wants what she wants right now. Mm-hmm. And um, let me ask you this. Do you think, because, I mean, they did mention that Chance was the one that brought this up before they got married about having children. Mm -hmm. But did you honestly think that Chance wants to do all of this right now? Um, I I mean, because some of his facial expressions is like, eh. Okay, well, let's take some time because when she before she found out about, you know, her uh, diagnosis, Mm -hmm. he was kind of like, well, you know, let's just take some time and see what happens. So and then, of course, Victor stepped in and all these doctors and he was kind of like, oh, my God, this is just going to (laughs) I mean, that's what I was seeing. I could Mm -hmm. be totally wrong, but um, go ahead. I think with the the whole thing with Victor and him calling the doctors, I think his annoyance with that was more so Victor giving her false hope and not mm-hmm. giving her the opportunity to to digest the news that she had just gotten from her doctor. And he's okay. like, here he is, you know, barging in with his 
I got all this money and know I got all these connections. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna give up on this. We're gonna find an answer as if Victor knows for sure that he can find a doctor that will tell Abby what yeah, exactly. Doing. So mm-hmm. I think that's what that was with Victor. Okay. Um, and I, I think maybe he just wants her to to like slow down because she's getting she's getting herself worked up basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's getting herself worked up over the whole thing. And it's, you know, it's going to take a toll on her mentally if she doesn't chill out and take her time so they can think through some things to figure out what right. they're going to do. Okay. That's cool. Because I was just wondering what you saw versus what I saw. So, mm-hmm. And that's why we do what we do because we have various opinions. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, but I will say I can understand Mariah being shocked mm-hmm. because she probably had no idea that they were asking her because her first response was when Abby said, I'm thinking about getting a surrogate. They, she was like, well, let me help you find somebody. Yeah. So she was, she, her herself was totally off the radar in her mind. Right. You know, and so they were like, no, nah, we talking about you. <laughs> and she's like, well, wait a minute, what? You know. So I do understand the initial reaction because she probably had no thoughts of, you know, thinking about having a kid right now or anything. Um, now, of course, as we know, as the week continues, are you still there? We are back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I don't know what happened, but Keisha got disconnected. <laughs> that's what oh, was on your end yeah I was oh, I, my little clumsy okay. hands that's all <laughs> oh okay I thought it was maybe the system or something mm-hmm. okay nope. did, how far how much did you hear of what I said you, you said that you understood why Mariah was uh, you understood okay. her reaction yeah I did understand her reaction because <clears throat> of the fact that of course she did not know you know that they were first referring to her and then the fact of everything that comes with that yeah you know i mean that's it's a huge thing with a woman that's trying to get pregnant herself and carry a child is definitely somebody different for somebody who maybe isn't planned to be a surrogate because you know people are hired Mm -hmm. to do this or they go and volunteer themselves but for somebody who didn't even have that on their radar you know, to say, hey, we want you. Oh, yeah. The shock factor was definitely there. Yeah. The shock, I could understand. Mariah, for, I don't know, for some reason to me, her reaction was less less. You think she was, because you said offended. Yeah, it was, it was like she, I don't know. I don't know why it, it seemed like that to me, but her reaction to me just seemed like she was upset or offended when she walked out of there, when she left. Because it wasn't like a, like if someone so if someone asks me that question, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to be shocked. But I'm also, I'm not going to be, she was speechless as if they just asked her to be in a, I don't know, a, um, what a, a polygamous marriage or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel like my reaction would have been shock and then like, you know, I'm honored that you thought about me. Um, but give me some time to think about this, you know, and then say goodbye like a normal person says goodbye. She literally, like, it was like she was speechless and she ran out of there. 
Yeah, she was so shocked. I yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that reaction. I didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. So she goes back and she talks to a very very <clears throat> calm Tessa because Tessa was calm throughout the whole conversation. Yeah, she, was. she wasn't like, oh my god. Are you sure? I don't know. You know how somebody might be able, you know, a person that's in a relationship with the person that's being asked, they'd be like, well, wait a minute, this is our life. We're in, right. what about us? You know, what if we want to have kids or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's so she was very calm about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the first conversation they had, you know, Mariah was definitely still on the fence. She had the conversation with Sharon. Because I think at first Sharon was like, oh, you talking about having kids until she realized it was for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm about to be a grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. If, but um, no. Uh, and then, of course, Sharon turned from being a, a happy grandma to a counselor and said, well, okay. Yeah, well, you, yeah, so, yeah, you need to think this through. and Because here's the thing. And this is me just seeing what this could possibly turn to. Knowing how Abby is, mm-hmm. you're signing up for this because you're being the body that she can't have. Mm-hmm. So, of course, and you're carrying their baby. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you whatever habits that Mariah has, whether it's eating certain foods and stuff, if Abby even catch her eating something that she don't want her to have, it's going to be an issue. Right. Yeah, I see that happening too. Because Abby can be very controlling. Oh, absolutely. So. Because more than likely they're probably going to be like, well, maybe you come live with us and mm-hmm. we'll take care of you. We got plenty of room. We can monitor. I'll go to all the baby appointments and all of that. And anybody else, maybe, but Abby... Yeah, <laughs> she gonna be in for something with yeah. that one. I can definitely see a situation where Mariah is gonna have to tell her, "I need you to back off because you're smothering me." Yeah, you're gonna have to set some healthy boundaries with Abby. Yeah, because at, at this point, Abby is going to feel like I own you. You carrying my baby? Oh yeah, you're gonna do everything I tell you to do and how to live. Yep. So. That's the only thing I would think that Mariah need to consider. Like, okay, how much? I mean, and she, of course, she decided to do it. But they're going to definitely have to sit down and say, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I think in the beginning, it's just, it's going to be like excitement. And then, right. like, like you said, Abby eventually is going to start trying to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to go through a rough patch. And then they'll probably, I'm sure they'll like, you, they'll get over it. Yeah, they'll get over it. But, you know, they're probably going to make some scenes like that specifically just for the drama aspect of it. Yeah. And them two get, in, get involved with this and maybe Mariah get mad and say, I wish I'd never done this. And then, of course, Abby's crying. Mm-hmm. Who knows how they're going to do this. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation with Abby being, you know, the controller of this whole yeah. thing. So, um, and I don't think at this point, Mariah is even thinking about that part because right now they're in a fringe, you know, they're friends, but they're, they're not intertwining each other's lives like they will be 
And yeah. you talking about a Newman Abbott baby you carrying too? Shoot, yep. girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. They're gonna be all over her. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Uh, Victor put out PIs just to follow her around or something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So at the end of the week, she just you know she ends up having a second conversation with Tessa, letting her know that she's going to do it, and then she also informs Abby and Chance that. She's going to do it, and everybody's happy right now. So, yep. Did you have anything else on that storyline? Um, no, not really. That was that was pretty much all we got from mm-hmm. um, Abby and Chance this week, right? Was that whole the whole little situation with Mariah? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have anything else to add to it? Okie dokie. So now let's kind of talk a little bit about Sharon and her decisions. Hmm. Remember what I told you last weekend when we did the podcast that they're going to try to manipulate um, Chelsea's emotions to get her mad to get her to talk. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it now that you've actually seen this week? I still don't like it. I don't care what the reason is. I think that is. I so okay. So I guess us being able to hear Chelsea's thoughts mm-hmm. maybe makes it a little different because she knows what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, bring it on and talk about maybe I can move my hand so I can finally strangle Sharon. Right. <laughs> right. So that yeah, is see, the, I didn't want to give it all away. I wanted at least y'all to see some of that stuff, but go ahead. Yeah. So that is the only reason. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I don't feel like it's completely like um, completely dead wrong because mm-hmm. she's aware and she knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if we took if we took that aspect out of it where we didn't know what Chelsea's thoughts were, like if she was just like adamantly against it, she didn't want to be anywhere near sharing. Um, and this is what Adam's idea is. Mm-hmm. Then I would think that, that, that it's that they were there. He was dead wrong for coming up with that idea because to me, it's a selfish thing on his part because now you're, you're hanging out with Sharon, which let's be real. We know that he still wants to be with Sharon. Mm-hmm. And you got Sharon and Chelsea's face who can't stand her every day because you want to get a reaction out of her. Now, what I've seen, because I think, okay, so Adam and Sharon's agenda from what they're saying is to get a reaction from her to get her to talk. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's idea of this whole thing is to keep her enemies close. And to watch what they're doing because she actually thinks something is going on. And that's a problem. Yeah. Like if you feel like you have to watch your boyfriend and his ex because you're suspicious of them, then that's a whole other problem that you got going on there. Like Mm -hmm. that's not, you're not in a healthy relationship. You don't trust him. Mm -hmm. Because you shouldn't have to feel like you have to watch um, your significant other to make sure that they're not doing anything wrong. Like, if you feel that way, then y'all probably shouldn't be together. Yeah, and my thing is, Sharon is just, I mean, out of all of 
people that like you know what that's the one thing we had said last week why not use her son as a motivational tool to get her to talk use her you know bring connor home yeah or if you actually need a specialist that her doctors are referring to let's do this the healthy way Mm -hmm. sharon just got back from her honeymoon with ray yeah because there was also a conversation with him too yeah and for him to be, I mean, for her to, and then the situation that's going on with Faith right now, she even wants Faith in counseling, which is another conversation mm-hmm. that she had with Nick. With all that going on, you got a whole new husband. You just got back on your honeymoon. Your daughter is spazzing out because mm-hmm. of this man. Why are you overlooking the two po- closest people in your life right now? Forget Adam, forget Chelsea, even with the fact that she has a degree of trying to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. There's a huge conflict of interest in itself. Yep. And why does Adam still feel comfortable just popping up at your house? Knowing exactly. that this whole thing with Faith is going on. Mm-hmm. And she just lets them in like it's no biggie. Yeah, they both do that. I mean, she she showed up at his house. Yeah. And he showed up at her house. And they just show up. You know, yeah. you got a whole girlfriend that right now is fighting for, you know, her ability to be able to move. And then she got a whole husband in there that she just got through marrying not even a week or two ago. And a daughter. And a daughter. <laughs> right. Who, who blows up every time she comes into contact with him. I mean, and, and that behooves me why Sharon don't think about that. You're so worried about Chelsea health that you're not worried about the mental health of your own daughter just by you being around this man. She ain't worried about Chelsea's health. She worried about Adam. <laughs> <laughs> she would not be this concerned about Chelsea if Chelsea wasn't involved with Adam. I mean, I'm not saying that she wouldn't care that Chelsea was going through uh-huh. something. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't be going and checking up on her if if Chelsea wasn't Adam's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. If Chelsea was dating dating Nate, she wouldn't be popping up over Nate's house checking on Chelsea. Mm-mm. That's true. I couldn't see her, you know, if Nate said, hey, like you just said, if Chelsea was with him and Nate says, you know, as a physician, I see this is a situation where we need you to come in and be a counselor. The first thing that Sharon probably say, well, can't you get somebody else? Mm-hmm. But like you said, because Adam is involved, it's a totally different story. Right. Yeah, so that whole thing is just so crazy to me. She, and from what I hear, I don't know if it's true or not, is that she's going to fake still being... She's going to realize that she can now move and everything, and she's going to continue to fake that, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep an eye on those two. Which is even this... more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Because... Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, because here's the thing. If, if they continue to think that you can't move, you're still stuck in the house. So mm-hmm. while you're sitting in the house with the nurse, and Adam is out doing whatever he's doing. You don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. And you can't go jump in your car and, and follow him or, you know, whatever to mm-hmm. see what he's doing. Because you you got yourself stuck in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't it's just, just get crazy. up here because when Adam isn't there, a nurse is there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense. But, hey, that's how the writers want to go. It's It's crazy. That is so crazy to me. 
But I just, I, it, it, it's just interesting the way that this is written, where Sharon is totally overlooking the fact of just her own daughter. I mean, Ray is one yeah. thing, but your daughter is having serious issues yep. about you. Seen her spaz out over Adam. Yeah. I think that's what what uh, bothers me the most about this situation is that she's not taking faith into consideration at all mm-hmm. when it comes to Adam. Nope. And that's one of the people that's the most important in this whole thing. Yeah. And Adam, Adam isn't either. Just, you know, like, like we were just saying, he just pops up at her house with no, you know, no warning, no nothing, no checking to make sure faith isn't there. He just comes over. Yeah, he just show up. You know, how you know this girl ain't going to answer the door and then she just start just spazzing. Going off again, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, did you have anything else on that? Mm, I, no, I don't. I do like oh. the way Ray handled it, though. By yeah. He, he told her, you know, I don't, I don't think you should do it. You need to stay out of it, but you're an adult and I'm not going to demand that you do something. Mm-hmm. He handled it very well. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's move on to the Elena Devon thing. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, okay, why did you even take us through all of that with Nate if them two are going to end up back together? And poor Amanda. Do you think they will, though? Because I have sleep a feeling... together? No, get back together. Get I, together well, I mean, thing. the thing is, they slept together. So, are we going to get a baby out of this? Are we, is it Nate? Is it Devon? I don't know where they're going with this, but from what we saw yesterday, they did the do. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like sleeping, so sleeping together is one thing, but getting back together is something totally different. I have a feeling that Devon is not going to take her back. Interesting. I think he's going to tell her there's been, like, I I do want to still be friends, but there's been too much damage. You slept with my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, let me ask you this, then. What do you think about the conversation Elena and Devon had? Because yes, Elena did take some accountability, but she didn't tell him the whole truth is that she did a knee-jerk reaction. She just mm-hmm. made it. She said that she felt alone because he was so focused on Amanda. Right. What do you think from what we've seen in the past? Do you think that's what drove her or was her own personal insecurities? It was her own personal, in my opinion, her own personal insecurities. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can kind of see what she's saying. Like when she when she did say, um, I asked you not to do this and you did it behind my back. Mm hmm. And he acknowledged that he did that. Like he he would go and, you know, talk to Amanda about Hillary and wouldn't let her know. Um, but still, she got she worked up her own, like like you said, worked up her own insecurities over the whole situation, and that's why she slept with Nate because she mm-hmm. was she was convinced that there was something going on between him and Amanda, and it wasn't. And it it mm-hmm. annoyed me that I didn't feel like. I don't feel like Devon said that to her. Like he didn't say you thought there was something going on between us and you made up this whole story in your head that, you know, 
I was going to leave you and be with her. And that's not what happened. That I wasn't anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. It was just nice to talk to somebody about, you know, my ex-wife that died. She's dead. She's not coming back. She's not coming back to, to kick you out of my house. And I wasn't, he wasn't interested in Amanda. Mm-hmm. And they're still not together. And I think that's why she keeps trying to ask, like she, she had asked Devon once before how things were going with her, with, um, him and Amanda and she asked Amanda the same question so it's like she wants it to be something she she wants there to be something b- between them I think to make herself feel better about what she did Hmm. yeah and she kind of shifted the blame she didn't really come out and say you know what Yeah. I, I made a mistake I thought you know like you just said something was actually going on between you and her when you told me she was actually, you know, and she found out for herself nothing was going on at the time. Yeah. She, she got all, yeah, she blame. shifted the blame. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I felt lonely and you wasn't here. And I'm thinking, and I was sitting there watching this and I'm thinking back like, well, hold on. Uh, he kept telling you all the time that you, he loved you, you know, number one person, blah, right. blah, blah. But you weren't hearing it because your insecurities was talking to you louder than he was. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I mean, I didn't like how that went down. I, I kind of like you said, would, would wanted to hope that um, Devon would have been like, mm, yeah, but I told you nothing was going on. Well, I felt, well, you felt one thing, but I was specifically telling you. Telling you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, she, she shifted the blame a lot on him on yeah. that one. So I wasn't feeling that too well. Yeah, she but, definitely did. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. And of course, being stuck in this snowstorm, because this snowstorm is going to be a catalyst for a lot of different things happening among us. We got another storyline to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. Um. But of course, she ended up getting stuck at Devon's house. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, they end up sleeping together. Yeah. So. Yep, but um, did you have anything else on that? Because we didn't really see Nate this week. We just saw them. Yeah, I think the only time we saw Nate was when he saw Amanda at um, at the at Crimson Lights, and she mm-hmm. he told him about what was going on with her family, mm-hmm. and how um, Devon had been there for her, and he made he made a comment like something like it. I'm happy that you guys have gotten close or that he's been there for you or something like that that he said to her. But I think that was the only time we saw Nate this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. But I, we I truly any... feel like Devon is not going to... I don't think they're getting back together. I think they're going to have this one night stand and mm-hmm. and that's going to be it. Now, the fallout that comes from that, because remember, is she going to, what's she going to say to Nate? It may be nothing. Who knows? Yeah, well, from the preview that I saw, did you see the preview for Mm-mm. next week? The preview that I saw, she's like, she told Nate that she wants to take him up on his offer for a romantic getaway. Oh, so may okay, so then maybe it will go like you said. Devon is gonna be like, eh, yeah, well, you know. Mm-mm. I so, so I don't think it'll be a thing where they immediately try to talk about their future together. I think they're gonna sleep together. Mm-hmm. She's gonna go home. You know, they're gonna 
be looking all crazy the next morning. She's going to go home and eventually you know it's going to come out because that there's no way that that secret isn't going to come out. I mean, right. look how tore up she was when it was when she cheated on Devon. She's going the same thing is going to happen with Nate. And mm-hmm. she's going to end up telling him what happened. But I don't think, um, I definitely don't think her and Devon are going to get back together, at least not right now. Okay. But and I'm glad it happened now instead of when him and Amanda um, start getting serious with each other, if that mm-hmm. happens, because mm-hmm. I, I would hate for her to, to go through that again. Like well, she had yeah. to go through it with Nate. Well, that's the interesting thing. You know, like you say, if it's just a one night stand, <clears throat> and they're keeping this quiet, then what's going to blow this up? The only other thing that could blow this thing up is if Elena gets pregnant. Because then now it's got to come out. Who's the daddy? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, Amanda is actually in... I mean, because she was dating Nate at the time, you know, when uh, Nate and Elena slept together. Now she's trying to start something with Devon, and then Devon sleeps with Elena. So yeah, but they're I'm technically like, not together. So I yeah, mean, that's true. He could Devon could come clean with her now. I don't know if he will, but he mm-hmm. can come clean with her now. Say <clears throat> just you know before we get before we get into a relationship or get serious with each other. I just want you to know that this happened with Elena, like mm-hmm. right before. But it was just it was just that one night um, over her I'm done with her and mm-hmm. I want to move on with you kind of thing so she really can't be mad at, at Devon because I mean honestly Devon has been trying and she's been turning them down mm-hmm. until now and now they're just now starting to talk about something mm-hmm. possibly happening between them but they're not together so she can't be mad at him about it Mm-hmm. that's true Okay. So anything else on that storyline? No, ma'am. No? Okay. I didn't have anything else either. Um, Now, there's this other storyline with Sally and Kyle and Summer and Jack. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I, I actually am on Kyle's side with this one because he's like, look, you got the information. And, of course, Summer came back and, you know, had a conversation with Sally and said, look, I'm putting you on notice. I know what you did. Yeah. And she even made a funny joke about the fact of faking illnesses. hmm Yeah. Kyle is like, you know what? Let's not try to ruin people's lives. She know that you got this on her. She don't want this coming out. Just leave her with that. Yeah. Summer is like, mm, I don't know about all that. What do you think? Um, I actually think it was her conversation with her mom, with Phyllis, that <clears throat> yeah. steered her mm-hmm. that direction to not, um, you know, totally out her to Jack and Lauren. Because Phil, I liked, there was something that Phyllis said that I liked, and she was like, if, if that was me at Sally's age, I would have been, she said, I would have been a Sally in this situation 20 years ago or whatever, however it was that she mm-hmm. put it. And she was like, I, you know, that would have been me. So think about that when you decide to, whether or not you want to use this information to hurt her. Mm-hmm. That was a really good point that yeah. she made. Yep. And she, you know, her and Kyle are basically on the same page. Like just, she knows that you know. Mm-hmm. So just let it be. Yep. 
So, but the thing is, and like Kyle said, this is something that if you do this the wrong way and try to blackmail, this could actually blow up in in um in your face. Mm-hmm. And it could. And, you know, the thing is, is that now flipping on the other side, um, Jack really has an affection for her. Now, I don't know. Folks are saying, you know, is he interested? Is he maybe looking at her as a love interest? I don't see that yet. I see it as, you know, this he see this girl by himself. She has nobody, no family here in town, mm-hmm. you know, and. Honestly, Sally is looking at him like, hmm, maybe I got a bigger fish in my corner. That's how I see it, too. You know, I I would hate for her to misuse his kindness. Yeah. But it might, that looks like that's might where it's going to go. Yeah, that's, I have a feeling that that's, because when he started talking about how, you know, Kyle's done some, he's, you know, gotten in trouble in his past or has done some things in his past that he regrets and blah, blah, blah. You see this look on Sally's face like, oh, really? Has he? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see, we, we've seen the the articles and rumors circulating that Theo's going to come back. Right. So she's probably going to use Theo to, to dig up that dirt on Kyle and maybe try to, to counter summer's um threat with well i have this information on kyle so if you out me then i'm gonna out kyle yeah but the thing about that is that most everybody knows what happened with kyle don't they i'm guessing that there's something else that we don't know because even okay maybe that's more okay yeah because because that's what i was thinking too when people were posting that in the groups like there's gonna there's kyle's dirt is gonna his past is gonna come back to haunt him or something like that and I'm like I thought that already happened right but it's got to be something else because in that scene with um with Summer when they were um you know in, in the conference room talking about Sally mm-hmm. and Kyle says again like you know that was in her past just she knows you know just let it go blah 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 he had this Summer was saying something and he had this look on his face like I've got stuff in my past that nobody knows about her that, you know, you guys don't know about. So I know how she feels kind of thing. Like she's, Mm -hmm. you see her, you hear her in the background talking and they're just, they just have the camera on Kyle's face. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There must be something else that, that happened while he was in New York that we don't know about yet. Yeah. I guess maybe there's another piece that's coming out. huh? Yeah. Which I guess is the reason why they're bringing back. um, What's his name? Theo. Theo. Yeah, I'm actually glad because then that because I honestly, I honestly wanted to see a Theo, a Theo, um, Sally relationship. Yeah, I really wanted to see that. You know, so I don't know. We might get that. We might just get that. We'll have to wait and see. But she, he's definitely supposed to be coming back. So, yeah. um. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, so she got stuck at the Abbott house too due to the snowstorm. Yeah. And, um, you know, allowing, you know, of course, Jack allowing her to sleep there at the house and she's standing in the background looking like, mm. 
I think I got you right where I want you. Yeah, she gonna try to dig up. Um, she gonna try to dig up that dirt <clears throat> on Kyle. I'm telling you, that's when she started getting that look on her face. And and it's and it's so unfortunate because Kyle is actually trying to rally for her in an indirect way with Summer. Yeah. If anything, I honestly think that Summer has a lot more dirt. I mean, the whole because nobody still knows about the Billy and Summer thing except three people. Mm-hmm. That could be huge. Oh, I know how you slept with your mama's boyfriend at the time. That could throw Summer for a loop. And as much as I don't want mine to get out, you definitely don't want that to get out to your Newman family and your Abbott family. She could have played it that way. Through using Kyle in this, you know, it's like he's not the one coming for you. It's Summer the one that's coming for you. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't see that thing the secret with Billy is being that harmful because it's not like Phyllis didn't know. Um, yeah, but Nick and, still don't know. Yeah, Nick he doesn't, don't know. but what's going to happen? Nick is going to try to fight Billy and that's it. Yeah, but it's something that could really blow up the family. I just think they're using people that honestly it's because Kyle per se didn't take the lead on going out there getting this information. Summer is the one that yeah. went. She's sending pictures back from LA to her to say, look who I talked to. Yeah. And if, you know, if actually if um, Sally played her cards right, she could have had a huge comeback with that. Oh, so you talked to Flo about what happened. Well, I guess she didn't tell you about the $50,000 and the baby that she kidnapped. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you want to pull that, that and see and here's the other thing I didn't think about until after the fact a lot of what Sally did is predicated on Flo coming into this picture with all this anyway because she was pissed that and of course Wyatt did his part because he was playing kissy lips we talked about this last year he was playing kissy lips with Flo while he was still dating Sally you know so I mean they're not so innocent in all of this either but if Sally had played her cards right, she would have said, oh, you talked felon flow, huh? What yeah, do you mean? That's not, that don't have any effect on Summer. Summer doesn't care what Flo did because that's not going to affect her job and what she's trying to do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm hurt. just to make it, if they wanted to throw some creativity in this for writing, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that would have been great. Because Bill Spencer is coming to town. Yeah. So Sally, I mean, so Summer crossed over the bowl last week, and now Bill Spencer is crossing over to the Young and the Restless from Bold coming up. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I'm wondering if the two of them are going to run into each other. Who knows? Of course. There's no way yeah. they would put them in, in, the in a same scene or orbit. two together. Um, because Lauren, remember, Lauren said that she was she wanted to put Sally on. The project, the project, right. That involved um, Bill's company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wanted her to work on it. So, yeah. and she was like, eh, I don't think I, I was involved with with her his son, and it didn't end well, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I As much as I liked Sally before all this drama started, she, I don't, I, she brought this all on herself. She was mm. doing too much. And I, I don't really feel bad for her. 
because she she inserted herself into Summer's business just because she didn't like she didn't like the fact that Summer got that position. So she mm. can't, she really can't blame nobody but herself with this. Mm. Okay. Alrighty. Did we cover all of the storylines for Young and the Restless? <clears throat> um, yeah, all of the big ones. There was that small little outburst that Faith had when uh, she was at. Society oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute because I've seen some stuff on social media mm-hmm. in the groups about how they are allowing Faith. Now, like that statement that you said with Johnny and Katie running their parents' lives, mm-hmm. uh, Faith is definitely doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way she talked to them, and I, I know she apologized to Nikki about what she said after the fact, but it's like, oh, little girl, you need to go sit down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your, what was your thoughts on her outburst? Um, I don't understand why Nick is so against getting her therapy because it, it's it was brought up again in that scene with um Sharon with the not with Sharon but mm. the scene in society because they talked about it there mm-hmm. and he said it again like I don't I don't want her to think that we think there's something wrong with her or we think that she's or whatever it was that he said. But it's like he is adamantly against her going into therapy. And it's like, obviously, you guys talking to her isn't helping because she's still going down this path of having a crappy attitude and um, drinking with Jordan. Like, I don't know when the last time it was her and Jordan drank, but Mm -hmm. like there's there's something going on that you guys you guys can't figure out how to get it out of her. So why not try therapy? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, and and then the one of the things I didn't get in that scene was when it was after Faith ran out, and uh, Phyllis was like, "Well, I think this is my fault because she thinks that I caused the issues between you and and Sharon." And it's like, what issues is she talking about? Like, what are you talking about, Phyllis? I don't know. I just, you know how some I, people just be saying something just to feel like they're making a difference with their statement, and it's like, girl, please, yeah, ain't got nothing to do with sense. nothing. Yeah, and that that's why I thought it was I thought it was funny when Nikki said to her that uh, way to make it about you mm-hmm. or way to make this situation about you, which is I mean that's that's what she was doing. She was making it about her, and it did have none nothing that is happening with Faith has anything to do with. Um, Phyllis. Her and mm-hmm. Phyllis obviously had a good relationship or mm-hmm. have a good relationship. You know, of course, right now she's mad at her because she ratted her out, but it would have made more sense if Phyllis would have said she's pissed. She, you know, maybe this is my fault because I'm the one that got this started because I told on her. Mm-hmm. But, but for her to say she's she blames me for the problems with, that you and Sharon are having or the problems between you and Sharon, I'm like, what problems are they having? <laughs> Where did that come from? Right, exactly. I mean, that's, I don't know. I didn't know where the writers were going that was, with that. Yeah, I don't know what that they were going with that. was a line, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 <laughs> very. But, yeah, a lot of people was concerned or they were saying things about the fact that, you know, 
how is she just coming up in here just saying what she want to say? <laughs> to, yeah, well, I mean, to, to grown folks, she is a little spoiled brat. So, mm, although a, she has gotten a lot better than what she was when she was younger, as far as like the the spoiled brat kind of attitude that she used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes out every now and then. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, is that all we had for the young and the restless? Did we catch everything? Did we get all the little storylines too? I believe so. Okay. All right. So now we're in the second half of the show. We're going to switch over to the bold and the beautiful. And we got a little bit of a change here because we did not see Liam and Hope and all of that this week. We got the Zoe storyline. And then we got an introduction or I say a reintroduction back into this whole thing with Katie and Bill. Mm Mm-hmm. So, which one you want to tackle first? You want to just do so, the Katie Bill thing, or we want to go with Zoe? You know? So, we did get a little bit of Liam, Hope, Steffi, and Finn on Monday, real quick. When okay, remember when they when Steffi called them over to the house? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, and that was like the pretty much the, that was the <clears throat> only day we didn't see him for the rest of the week. Right. Okay. Gotcha. But she she tried to go and get her. Uh, her paternity test and the doctor told her it was too early so then she right. has everybody over to the house to talk and there I thought that was at first I thought it was pointless for her to do that for one it's too soon I wouldn't want to be anywhere near her if I was Hope and I wouldn't want to be anywhere near uh, Liam if I was Finn which of course he didn't know that what she was doing Um, but when she said there was one thing that she said, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe this was a good idea, which probably could have been a phone call anyway. She says, um, we're, you know, this baby is happening. Um, and regardless of whose it is, it, it's, it's going to get all the love it deserves, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, um, I've apologized all that I can do. And I don't need to be stressed because I'm carrying a child. Mm-hmm. So that was the the one part of that scene where I was like, okay, that was a good point that she made. She doesn't need to be stressed out. So basically, hope. I don't want to hear any more of your... Don't come at me with, with your... Uh, I'm trying to steal your husband. I'm trying to ruin your marriage. Like, this is happening. So we're just going to have to deal with it. And I'm not I'm not going to keep apologizing. Um, that's how I felt about that, okay. that scene. Yeah, I honestly, when when she said, you know, I'm bringing everybody to the table and I need to get this out here and put everybody on notice, I was definitely here for it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's one thing to keep going back and forth with people. And like you say, with hope, oh, you're trying to steal my husband, blah, blah, blah. Look, I got a baby I'm carrying, okay? I need mm-hmm. to make sure what's most important is the health and protection of this unborn child. Right. No matter who the father is, it's still my child. Because whether it's Finn or whether it's Liam, Steffi is still his child's mother. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, you can be mad, you can feel how you want to feel, but you know, leave me out of it pretty yeah, much. You, you know, take your anger out on Liam. <laughs> yeah, take it out over there. You know, figure that out amongst yourselves. I gotta stay, I need less stress as possible. 
Yeah, and, here, and my thing is when she's in the scene with Liam, like of course mm-hmm. you see the the you know annoyance that she has with him right now because she's mm-hmm. still mad, but she she calmly talks to him. I still love you, blah blah blah. That she says that kind of stuff to him. So my thing is, if you can be that calm with him, and he's the reason, he's the main reason why this even went down. Mm-hmm. Then you can you can calmly talk to me, and if you can't, then don't be in my presence because I, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she don't have to. You right. know, I mean, you like I said, she can be mad all she wants, but just be mad over there, right? You know, don't come in here with this nonsense. Don't try to stress me out. I'm carrying a child who has not. This is not this kid's fault. Yeah. You know, everything that's going on outside is not while it's growing and, you know, getting bigger and things. It's not its fault. So yeah. I need to protect it from from anything on the outside elements. So, I, yeah, I was definitely here for that conversation. I'm glad because. At first, I'm like, okay, what is she going to do? But when yeah. I realized what this was, I'm like, oh, yeah, this had to be done. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But somebody need to put Brooke on notice, too. So Yeah, the the post that I've been seeing in the group is that Finn is going to check her when, when Ooh, he walks yes, in. Oh, yes, I'm here for that. On, uh, on Brooke. I can't, girl, I can't wait to see that one. I can't either, because from what, from what the... Um, from what the rumor says, he's going to tell, basically tell Brooke what we've all been saying that somebody needs to say to her and Hope is you need to go direct that anger at Hope's husband, not at Steffi right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, they give, and again, I said this so many times before, this is exactly why Liam do what he do. Because mm-hmm. he knows he's going to get a soft pass from both Hope and her mother. Yep. It's Every always time. somebody else's fault when it comes to Liam screwing up. Right. It's never Liam's fault. Oh, yeah, we know you mess up. It was just a mistake. No, he had a choice to confront what he thought was Hope and Thomas. He didn't yeah. do that. He had a choice to go talk to his father, his brother, or even go home and wait for Hope. He didn't do that either. Yep. He went straight to Steffi's and Steffi did say, look, go call your wife. Don't be, you know, and then y'all get drunk. She didn't want to send you on the street. And then of course something happened. Yeah. But majority of the fault here is Liam. Right. He initiated all of that. Yep. He got the ball rolling and I'm hoping and writers, please do right by this whole thing. When fan tell Brooke off, like, look, you need to talk to your son-in-law. Because mm-hmm. he, this is what he didn't do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And this is how we got here. Right. And none of that, he he ain't said none of that to Hope. Nope. And all of his begging and trying to come clean and being the, the moral person that he is, he has not fully told her the truth about how all of that stuff happened. You know what? She I like nothing about what he said to, to Steffi. You know what? I like the old days and soaps because what they would have if they was creative about this had Steffi record everything that was going on in that room because (laughs) Liam was saying stuff like I miss you I will always love you Oh, and you know I I even hated to see you with Finn and all this stuff if she said well you know what and come out of nowhere with you don't think it was your husband I want both you and your mom to see this right 
that's why I was that's why I was hoping I think I said this a, a few podcasts ago that's why I was hoping that it would have come out a different way and it would have come out with her overhearing Liam repeat some of that stuff that he was saying to Steffi not repeating it in a way where he was telling her you know he wanted to be with her but you know how they do on the soaps where they say the same thing over and over again about how an incident happened um so I was hoping that she would have overheard like him you know I know I said this to you and I know I said this and this and this and I did this but I was wrong blah 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 that's what that's how I was hoping it would have come out so she would have been clear about the things that Liam said and the things that he did that night Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't seem as if it was another situation where Steffi was trying to seduce Liam right because you know that's what she was thinking and you know that's what Brooke is thinking too mm-hmm. or is that, that oh yeah thinking? you were plotting to steal my daughter's husband yeah. yeah okay that girl was at home folding up clothes and this boy just bust up in the house right prancing back and forth <laughs> Mind her own I can't believe it she betrayed me I can't believe it <laughs> man come on <laughs> I wish, you know, and that's that's some of the creativity that the writers used to have when they would bring in like secret recordings and things like that. Yeah. Boy, that would be awesome if she realized there was a camera in the house and she had to defend herself and like, oh my God, let let me just show them this and what happened. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. But it is what it is. So I was also cracking up when she said in in their little meeting together when she was like, "I pray, I pray to God that this baby is not Liam's." Mm-hmm. And they, they showed Liam's face, and he was kind of looking. I mean, not that he was looking sad, but he just had this goofy look on his face, like, "Dang." Right. <laughs> yeah, because I know in Hope's head, she was saying that she, that Steffi is hoping that it's Liam's, and it's yeah. like, dude, that dude is not made to go. Okay. Right. Come on. Anywho. All right. So did you have anything else? Because that was the only little small piece. Yeah. That whole thing. Okay. Now the other part of this is um, Katie and Bill. Do you want Mm -hmm. another go around with Katie and Bill? I don't. I'm tired of them. I mean, seriously. He's Okay. If you want to shake this thing up, why not have, and I know they're trying to put Donna in a different orbit with somebody else, mm-hmm. but even if they went that route, I mean, something different than Katie Brooke, Katie Brooke, Brooke, Katie, Katie Brooke. I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah. Because what's going to happen next time? Brooke going to say something because I, have you seen the um, previews of, for Down the Road that Again, Ridge and Brooke is supposed to break up again. That they're having problems. I don't know what's going to cause it. Probably this whole thing with Steffi. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're imploding once again. Yeah, it's probably going to be a mixture of Steffi being pregnant. And then if something happens, something starts happening between Thomas and Hope, maybe. Yeah. Yep. So what what's going to happen then? The moment that Katie and Bill get back together, here come Brooke crying her crocodile tears again to Bill. I mean, um, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I mean, it always seems to happen. 
I mean, how many times we got to go through this? I mean, come on. You got to come up with something new, writers, when it comes to that. It's like, are we going to go back down this? And poor Katie is like, I don't know. We've been through this before. Should I go back? And you know she's going back. Come on. Right. She's going to let them come back home. Yep. I see it coming too. And that's why mm-hmm. I wish they could have saved us all of this nonsense, all these scenes of Bill begging her to come back and her talking to her sister about, I don't know if I should take him back. He's done this so many times. I mean, I love him. He's Will's father, but I, I'm just so tired of him hurting me. Like, save these things. They could have just they could have just brought them back on screen and they had already re- reconciled mm-hmm. because we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's just like, really? Not again. They need I to mean, find somebody else for Katie like they did for um, Steffi. Yeah. Get somebody from the outside. If you're not going to bring on uh, characters that are already on contract, because I mean, granted, Bill and you know, Katie are just coming back. Mm-hmm. Bring somebody else. Shake it up a little bit of something. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not too interested in that storyline at all. Me neither. But, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean they have to put those actors to work. They just could have find another storyline to do that with. Yeah. So um all right. So the biggest one this week is Zoe Zenday um Paris and um Ridge and Carter. Yes. All right. So somebody wrote an article. Um I forgot which article channel it was, but they're saying that why are the writers purposely trying to make the fans hate Zoe? And I mean, the, I, honestly, I don't know how many, we got so Facebook hit our group with so many violations that it was ridiculous. And our head admin actually had to go and put another announcement post out there to say, look, you guys, we're not blocking you anymore. Facebook is taking action and notifying us of every violation based on what you guys post. Mm-hmm. And everything that we've been seeing and being reported to us by Facebook is because somebody then said either a violent act or have saying hate messages. And the main character has been about is Zoe, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so unfortunate because I mean, it's a soap opera. Yeah. Yes. Have we seen Brooke do stuff like this before? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have we seen other characters like Sharon and Phyllis do this before? Yes. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Zoe, the hate is deeper. Yeah. And mm, we, you know, I got a pretty good idea why. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's just I look at it and I'm like entertainment. Yeah. Soap opera. Yeah. Other people are taking it to a level and is being very vindictive and mean. And granted, what she's doing is horrible. No, she's engaged to somebody. She shouldn't be trying to talk to Zenday. Zenday ain't helping. Right. Because he's part of the problem. And then, of course, poor Carter, poor Paris in the process. Right. 
you know. So, I mean, guys, it's it's a soap opera for entertainment purposes only. I understand it doesn't look good, but this is something that goes on all the time. All, a mm. lot of actresses have been doing this. Heck, we just talked about Devon, Elena, Elena Devon. Right. And, and Nate, his cousin. It happens. So Yeah, you can express your your dislike <clears throat> for a character or the way a storyline is going without being vile and nasty about it. Yeah. And I I mean violence is one is you know, of course the name calling is one thing, but the violent things that they want to do because of what they don't like to see to this character not the person and then some people are taken to a level of being personal with it but I mean it's just guys it's a soap yes she is engaged yes she's talking to a dude that she originally thought she was interested in it's scripted it's a storyline so I just wanted to get that I had to vent that out there because every single several times of the day we're getting messages about that just Take a chill pill, breathe a little bit, relax, <laughs> enjoy the show. Right. It's just a show. Okay. So now that I got that vent session out the way, mm-hmm. what do you think about everything that's going on with Zoe well, Zoe and Zenday? Let's just start there. Um so once again, Zenday, I don't feel I don't feel like he's being stern and completely direct with Zoe mm-hmm. like instead of him saying Carter's my friend blah 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 just tell Zoe I'm not interested Yep, I'm not interested anymore yes there was something when I first got back that I you know I was intrigued by you I was interested but it didn't happen and now I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm over it you and Carter are engaged. Um, there's nothing else to talk about. I don't have anything else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not doing that. He just, and, and Zoe said it, we keep going in circles or we've been going in circles all these months with the flirting, blah, blah, blah. Like he, he is, in my opinion, is as much to blame for this as Zoe is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I was I'm glad that Ridge finally started catching on that somebody started catching on so they could call out both of them and I'm glad that he didn't just go to Zoe about it he talked to Zenday about it because Zenday is he is dead wrong he should have if he wasn't going to tell Carter what was going on then he definitely should have just put a like a fast clear stop to it and mm-hmm. told Zoe, if you don't stop, I'm I'm going to go to Carter. Yeah, it's it's he's giving soft nose. Yeah, he is. And so with him, which Paris called him out about. Yeah, because Paris was like, you know, you liking this attention, you know, yeah. even though you know you can't do nothing with this, you like the attention that you're getting from her. But he, you know, after going around in circles, he did tell her there is no us. You know, and yeah, you're gonna, finally. and she's going to be, <laughs> and she said, "Well, why won't I mean, why can't we just see what this could be? We, we, we I don't want any what ifs." 
And, you know, but it shouldn't have even got that far. He should have did a hard stop. Like what you said, like, look, maybe I had some interest in the beginning, but not now. And I can't do this with you. And if you don't stop, I'm going to have to tell Carter because he's my friend. And now I would say that she was a little pushy because even with the soft nose, she was like, but why can't we? But we should. And but I want to, shouldn't we? You know, and so it it became like, girl, please stop. Cause I yeah. mean, if somebody tells you even a soft no, you need to stop. Right. No is no. Right. Okay. Yeah, she so, started sounding desperate. Yeah, it became a little pushy in the mm-hmm. way that this was written. And it's like, okay, writers just you know, when somebody is telling you no, I shouldn't do this and but and it just shows and it looked very extremely disrespectful very to disrespectful Carter. To you know, it was extremely disrespectful yeah. to him because it's like, you have no regard. So, I mean, okay, so if if Sunday had said, okay, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's do what we can do and maybe explore this. What you going to do? Go back to Carter and say, you know what? I don't want to get married to you. So you're just going to break his heart. It's like that. Huh? Right. And that's, and so like after they had that conversation at Forrester and then Zoe comes in and starts talking to, not Zoe, is it, um, Paris comes in and starts talking to Zoe about it. I think mm-hmm. this was after her conversation with Ridge, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells Zoe, like, if this is how you feel, then you owe it to Carter to go tell him that and then go right. try to figure out what your feelings are with Zendaya. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't do it the opposite where basically you want to cheat on Carter to find out if you still had, you know, if there's something there between you and Zenday. You don't want to come clean to Carter because you know that you will completely lose him and you won't have him as a safety net. Yeah, and that's exactly what that was. And even Ridge called that out, saying the only mm-hmm. reason that you're saying you want to stay with Carter is because Zenday turned you down. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, she was playing two in the middle. Yep. And so it's like, okay, if I, I don't want to go and tell him I want to break up with him because if I can't get Zenday, I'm going to screw that up. Right. Well, you're still screwing it up because now you're getting involved with a man where you're not 100% in anyway, whether that man said yes or no. Right. Your heart ain't 100% with Carter. So just you the shouldn't way be in there anyway. Yeah, and just the way that she was talking is that, <clears throat> first of all, so when, when she calls Zenday and Zenday told her I'm going home um, and I'm just going to order in and stay in the house because Eric and uh, yeah, what's mm-hmm. her name are out of town. To me, that sounds like you inviting her over there. Like, yeah, why he was you being, need to tell her all of that? Yeah, he was being very, very passive aggressive by saying, look, you know what? I'm telling you where I'm going, but I'm not going to come up front and say, yeah, come over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then, so when she goes over there and she, this is where I felt like she was being like super disrespectful to Carter. Mm -hmm. She's, come on, Spencer. Sorry, my cat is like in my (laughs) face. (laughs) Um, She's like just blatantly like being playful about the situation, like Oh, I don't have a swimming suit, but I don't need one. Yeah, ooh, we girl. When I heard that, I'm like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's like you are, 
you just being now you just being really like straight up disrespectful mm-hmm. to Carter because you over here playing with this man and and being like super flirty and talking about you just want one night with him to see mm-hmm. what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, what in the world? <laughs> like she just I don't know that that's where it was it just got like really 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 disrespectful in my mm-hmm. opinion and yep. then and then what happens the moment ridge walks in her her whole the whole thing just just changed mm-hmm. like oh it wasn't like that well what was it like then zoe what do you like how do you explain what this is like when you're like over here literally telling this man that you want to be with him for for one night before you you know marry carter mm-hmm. like how what do you mean it wasn't like that it, it she yeah yeah and and now all of a sudden she she knows that carter is who she wants to be with because she about to get caught oh she got caught mm-hmm. <laughs> she got caught yeah Rid, i was so glad ridge bust in there what's going on in here me too. I was like, oh, the jig is up. But she still tried to play it off. And it's yeah. like, girl, you busted. And I'm glad that Riz was like, I heard everything. Me Because he came it- in saying what's going on. So to them, it was like he really didn't know. But yeah. then when he said, oh, no, I heard everything. She was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm cooked. I felt so. like Zenday kept trying to play it off, too, when Ridge um, confronted him back at Forrester. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to, he was trying to play dumb, like he didn't really know what Ridge was talking about. And Ridge didn't really just come out and say like, "You have feelings for Zoe." He was just, you know, like Carter is my best friend. So mm-hmm. if he's got a woman that's not fully committed to him, then I feel like that's something that he needs to know. You understand that, right? Mm-hmm. And Zenday is, you know, still trying to play stupid, like he doesn't really know what what uh, Ridge is talking about. And then tried to play dumb again when Paris um, popped up at the house. Yes, okay. I'm like, why (laughs) is he doing this? Because I'm like, Zenday, you're not helping the problem, I mean, the situation. Not at all. I mean, he's actually making this thing worse. You know, and then gonna tell Paris, and see, this is where Paris is like, I was like, oh no, girl, this man has been eyeballing flirting with your sister even though he can't be with her because she's about to marry somebody else he turns around and tells her i won't be with you and then she started cheesing i'm like no girl you don't want this right (laughs) exactly like you got a little more explaining to do like are you is this because suddenly zoe has been called and called out or did something change when I first came into town? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did 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 he put Zoe out of his mind when he saw Paris, or is it now he wants to be with Paris because he got caught, you know, being flirty with Zoe? But you know what? That happened at the same time because remember, Zoe went to the house and told. Carter I want to set a wedding date immediately and then they switched to the scene with Zenday and Paris and he was like I won't be with you Yeah. so they both pulling that same that same cord with like okay we can't be with each other let me just go over here right you know or, so mm-hmm. I wonder so I also wonder 
because she's caught now. Regardless of if she tries to rush a wedding with Carter, mm-hmm. Ridge knows. Of and course. Ridge isn't not going to say anything to Carter. So I... I, I well... Well... Because I heard... I saw some some, some some somethings coming up for the week of February 1st. And uh, I think it's going to come out with... And I'm hoping... I, you know... Mm, yeah. So I guess we'll have to see because I saw something that says that it Ridge is going to tell him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's oh, not okay. going to not tell him. Oh, okay. Like he's not going to keep it to himself. I guess I didn't word that right. Oh, okay. Sorry <laughs> about that, girl. I misunderstood you. Oh no, you're fine. So it just like I don't understand the point of her at this point. You may as well just fess up and then and also tell Zenday like, look, everybody knows now. Um, Carter is about to find out. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to try this out or not? Because, I mean, we don't have anything to hide anymore. Right. Right. That should have been the route that she should have taken <laughs> instead of trying to rush into something with Carter. Yeah. Because I mean... Zenday's whole whole defense with her, not defense, but his whole thing with her is that you're engaged to Carter. Mm-hmm. So, what she should what she could have said was, well, me and Carter obviously are not going to be engaged anymore. So now that that's that's not a you know a barrier what do mm-hmm. you want to do yeah so a uh, girl this whole that whole thing is crazy on screen i i will say i got to give kudos to Kiara Barnes because she's definitely playing it yeah i mean and the thing is she's playing it to a way that emotionally the fans are reacting now they're reacting in a negative way but obviously she's doing her job because it's definitely getting a reaction from the fans yeah yep it is no so i again i i honestly wish that they would use her natural hair um, yes. Because the girl has mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous hair, so I don't know understand why they're doing this with what they're doing on the show. Yeah, I don't get that. Either. I don't get that. It's frustrating, you know. It, it really is because I, you know, if you look at pictures with Kiara Barnes and her hair, it's like why wouldn't you not you let her use her regular hair? Yeah, I mean I it's just it's a, stupid. A convenience thing or. Yeah, I mean, maybe behind the scenes they don't have a lot of makeup artists or something due to the pandemic. I don't know. And they're like, you know what? We don't have time for you to fix your own hair. Here, throw something else on. But, yeah. I feel like even if she would have, like, slipped it back into a ponytail, it still would have looked better than Mm -hmm. the wig that they have provided her. I mean, the same thing with with, um, Paris? Not Paris, but Steffi. Oh, which I, okay. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Paris's hair only because I don't like the way the front of it looks. Like I feel like they just slick it all down on her forehead. Yeah, it's like why are y'all trying to give her baby hairs with that? Yeah, her hair is fine. It, I think that style would look so much cuter if they didn't try to do that in the front. Yeah, they try to over manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even with um, even with Steffi's hair, sometimes the wigs that they put on her are they look a mess. I'm yeah. Like, what is going on over there in y'all's makeup and hair department? I think on the on the young and the restless, they did a better job with African American hair. 
Yeah. Um, because I mean, originally Michelle Morgan started out with, you know, she had the wig with the bang in it and mm-hmm. then they let her go back to her regular hair. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I was so glad. And the same thing that. with Elena, you know, mm-hmm. if she cut her hair short, but it still looks really nice on her. Yeah. I love her hair. I think that's adorable. You know, I mean, everybody else, I've heard some people complain about who was that? Um, was it Abby? Because Sharon's hair always looked nice. Mm-hmm. I think it was either no, it was either Abby or Victoria. And I'm like, I've heard people complain about Victoria's hair. But the, I've heard people say that her hair always looks a mess, like she doesn't, like they don't do her hair or something. Yeah, I I haven't honestly seen an issue with it. I mean, especially I I follow Melissa Ordway on Instagram and she actually does a sponsorship with products for her hair. So I've Mm -hmm. never had an issue with Melissa hair. Mm -hmm. But, you know, other than that, I really haven't seen any big issues on Young and the Restless, but on the Bold and the Beautiful. It's like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Yeah, I... There's this, and this doesn't have anything to do with the soaps, but there's this um, special that's supposed to be coming on PBS, and it's about um, African-American women or Black women in Hollywood when it comes to, like, they're basically talking about, like, hair and makeup mm-hmm. and how um, a lot of a lot of them would go to jobs with hair and makeup artists that didn't know how to pair makeup with their skin tones or mm-hmm. have... Um, hairstylists that didn't know how to do black hair and were, mm-hmm. they were just basically they were just thrown wigs and basically told to put the wigs on because they didn't know how to you know they didn't know how to do their hair mm-hmm. um and they were just it was basically just them talking about I haven't watched it all yet I've just seen like clips here and there yeah but just I mean, them talking about the frustrations of for one feeling disrespected because the production didn't take enough time to figure out what they needed to do with the hair yeah, and then if they did speak up about how um, a makeup artist or a hairstylist, you know, was putting something on their hair or on their face that they didn't um, agree with, they were made to feel small and basically like scolded for. Oh, that's crazy! For speaking out about it. So wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine. And and I guess it was because the other thing that I was thinking was how come they don't bring their own hair and makeup artists? And mm-hmm. um, a couple of them said that there's a lot of like production, like productions that will, they find it disrespectful if you try to bring in your own people. Yeah, like, but at why? the same, but why? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. even, and I even thought about, I mean, Lily's hair always looks nice as well. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, and I I thought that both the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful were pretty much ran by the same people. Maybe I'm not sure. Correct me on that. I don't know. But for some reason, over the time period of the show on the Bold and the Beautiful, it's always been an issue. Even when Maya was on yes. the show, yeah. I mean, the only person that really didn't have an issue with hair was Sasha. Yes. Um. What was the sister name? Nicole. Nicole. Same thing. It's like mm-hmm. y'all don't know what to do. Yeah, and the um the woman 
who gave birth to Neil's youngest son. What was her name? Sophia. Sophia. Mm-hmm. Her wigs and her makeup, in my opinion, they they did not do her. Um, they didn't do her justice with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, but I just you know I know we originated this discussion coming off of um, Kiara Barnes and her hair. Her hair is so pretty outside of that and. And I really, truly think that they should they should just let her wear her own hair. And in regards to Paris, they got somebody got to say, you don't have to do all that over manipulating of her hair. Yeah. You know, so anywho, um, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here. If this is going to blow up in Zoe's face um, with and of course it is. We know it is. The question is, where is she going to go from here? Is this her way out? Because, and then where Paris go from here, you know, is she going to be left out alone? Is she going to keep her job? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what impact this is going to have on being lead model. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting where this is all going to go. I think they're going to switch gears a little bit this week. We're going to get back to the whole um, Hope and Liam thing. You know, that's one person who never has an issue with hair. Totally. Annika. Yeah, because they just let her... It's just her hair. It's just her hair. I mean, yeah. even and like I'm... you say with Jacqueline, they put, you know, whatever extra hair in her hair. I've never seen them do that unless I'm missing something with Annika. Yeah, and if they do, they, they blend it well and it looks natural. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the, and just the same thing with Jacqueline. She's got beautiful hair. Like mm-hmm. on her, she is a she is a beautiful woman. Yes, she like, is. Makeup free, she is still gorgeous. And, mm-hmm. and so I, it's like I don't I don't know why they won't just however it is that she does her hair when she's just in her normal everyday looks on her Instagram pictures. I don't mm-hmm. know why they just don't let her do that on the show. Yeah, I mean honestly, outside of the show, I think she models for different brands. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they definitely have no problem using her own hair and everything mm-hmm. for that. So, oh, uh, it's interesting. But um, okay, so did we? Is was there anything else with the Zoe storyline? Um, well, we've noticed this week how there's been a couple of times where Donna has oh yeah given Carter mm-hmm. some compliments. So I'm hoping that when this thing blows up with Zoe. Um, that maybe they'll they'll be putting Carter and Donna together. Yeah, that's where it looked like it's going. That um, you know, because he's like, ooh, and and it's the type of comments that she's saying. Ooh, mm-hmm. if I had a man like him, oh, yep. I would be so this and so that. So I'm like, okay, writers, yeah. we know what you're trying to say. You're gonna eventually ship these two, and um, you know, so after you know this whole thing implodes with Zoe, they're gonna probably push uh donna in his direction and honestly there you could see them two together yes because of i mean if just say carter wasn't in the picture yeah zoe would be probably a more on-screen match for zenday right but you know because we never really before zenday came in the picture we were always talking about how zendy is not on i mean uh zoe it's not an on-screen match for Carter. It just yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was um, that was one of the 
uh, comments that I left on a post in one of the groups where I was saying if they could have played this out differently, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded seeing Zendaya and, and Zoe together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never, and we've said it on the podcast before, that I've I've never really felt like she was a good match for Carter because she was she's just so much younger and she portrays that in her character. Yeah, exactly. Um, she she just doesn't have the same like to me level of maturity um, to be with Carter. Mm-hmm. And I and I felt like before I felt like I I wanted Carter and Steffi together before they brought Finn on, but they brought Finn on for her. So the next thing was they could put him with Donna because Donna is the other another available woman on the show. Mm-hmm. she's around I think she might be older than, than Carter than um, uh, what's his name is it Victor or Lawrence Victor St. Victor Lawrence. Lawrence yeah mm-hmm. I think she may be a little older than him in real life but I mean not that much older and on the show right. I, I just I think they I don't know I think they would make a better match right yep so okay yeah, because that's definitely what they're planning on doing is trying to put them together. Yeah. Yep. So, anything else? I don't think so. Okay. So, now let's do our flip the script segment. And so, again, what that means is if there was a particular scene or storyline that you would change, what would it be? And so, what is your flip the script for YNR and B&B? Um, my YNR flip would have been Lily mm-hmm. still or insisting on having dinner with them instead of her backing out of it and saying, you guys go ahead and have dinner. I think that would have changed. Um, I think that would have changed the uh, Victoria's whole, like, I don't know. She was just what Victoria was way too giddy when Lily was like, you guys just go ahead and have dinner and I'm going to do I'm going to go do this mm-hmm. because she Victoria's response was like, that's the perfect solution. Mm-hmm. So I think had she said, oh, yeah, let's all go to dinner instead of backing out of it. I think either Victoria would have backed out of it and just would have been like, no, it's OK, you guys go or she just would have been pouty the whole time. And that would have been mm-hmm. satisfying to see. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, yeah, if, if uh, Lily was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can tag along. I am hungry. Ooh, that would have threw Victoria for yeah. a loop. Well, that's the thing, though, is she wouldn't have been the one tagging along because her and Billy and the kids had dinner plans. It would have been Victoria tagging. Victoria tagging with them, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, yep. I wish she would have would have just would have accepted the, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's been looking crazy. Yeah. Okay, and what you got for bold? And then for my bold would have been Zenday completely shutting Zoe down at Forrester instead of, like you said, giving her those soft no's. Just, you know, telling her right then and there, no, I'm not interested. This is not happening. Don't ask me again. It's mm-hmm. The conversation is over with. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right, so my flip the script for Young and the Restless would have been Sally because of the fact that she has softened up Jack so mm-hmm. much at this point is to get out ahead of this thing by saying, look, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, saying, hey, I know I made some mistakes, but this, you know, and I know you keep asking me because Jack is asking her, you know, is there something else going on? You know, what? that would have been her opportunity to jump out ahead of this thing because, therefore, that takes that leverage away from uh, from Summer. Mm-hmm. So that would have been my flip the script would be, you know, to sit down because she had prime opportunity with Jack, you know, and knowing Jack, he will be like, hey, we've all made mistakes. He's, you know, he always say that. We all made mistakes and, you know, I mean, we have to learn from them and if you learn from them, then, you know, you can move forward. You know how he talks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if Jack would have had a reaction to that mistake, though. Not yeah. kidnapping somebody. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, even, and we didn't even talk about the reaction that Phyllis had towards Sally, because, I mean, she told her mom about kidnapping somebody when I'm looking at Phyllis like, girlfriend, you and Adam helped move a whole body out of your apartment, so (laughs) just just stop, you know, I mean. Jack Jack had plenty of skeletons himself of some of the underhanded things that he's done, you know. So, I, you know, being that it seems that Jack is in a different headspace these days and trying to take the high road and not infighting with people, mm-hmm. I don't see him being as judgmental with her once he she put that out there. Mm. Um, and then my flip the script with Bold would have been... Zenday's giving him that, giving her that hard no, saying, you know what, if you don't stop, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell Carter and we're done. Yeah. That would have cut her off real quick. Yep. So, yep, that's all I got. Anything you got? Anything else we missed? Because I forgot about that whole conversation with Phyllis and and Summer. Yeah, that was a, that was a good, that was a good conversation. Yeah, you did kind of bring up a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said, you know, if I was, if she was, um, Sally's age, I would have been Sally. But the mm-hmm. initial reaction of Phyllis was, oh yeah, she's a bad person. You need to stay away from her. And I'm like, stop Phyllis, please. <laughs> you done ran over folks. <laughs> everything. So That's stop. probably exactly why she said that would have been me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, all right. This was a pretty good show. We had, um, you know, a lot of content. Um, I haven't seen Monday's episode yet, so I don't have any nuggets for you guys yet. I'm sorry. Been pretty busy. But, um, you know, it's going to be a pretty interesting week with the whole thing with Brooke. I do know that Brooke is supposed to confront her, and I think that's either next Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. I thought it was going to happen this week, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, from what I saw, I think it's either next Wednesday or Thursday where Brooke is going to confront Steffi about this whole thing. And then, of course, we're hearing that Finn is going to defend Steffi. So I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, and then Bill crossing over, and um, we did lose a legend this week, Cicely Tyson. I want to put that out there. Rest in peace, condolences to her and her family. Yeah. I mean, she lived a long life, ninety six, yeah, mm-hmm. a long, productive life. You know, yeah. she did a lot for black women in yes. um, the entertainment industry. So, um, thank you so much, Cicely, because who knows the pathways that she paved 
we might not be doing what we're doing. So, right. um, yeah, so condolences out to her family. But other than that, anything else you got? Uh, no? I don't have anything else. Okay. All right. So we're going to end this show. And I want to thank all of you guys across the globe for listening to us and um, enjoying our content on this podcast every week. So mm-hmm. until next week, um, be safe and stay We hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode and enjoyed both parts, part one and two. We do apologize for the break in between the two, which is why we have two parts this week. Look forward to speaking with you next weekend.